are listening to Radio Maria and this is Father Toby with the Friar site and uh, a very um, happy new year to you um, and uh, we can still wish one another a Merry Christmas we're still uh, we're outside of the octave of Christmas now but we're still in the, the 12 days of Christmas and still most definitely in the season of Christmas tide so a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you um, and we're going to carry on our uh, our, our reading of um, of Frank Sheep's uh, Map for Life for tomorrow. But um, given that it is the the first Friar side of the new year, um, and given also sort of Edward Hadass's excellent credo on uh, Friday, where he he spoke about sort of different notions of time, um, and he and, and he spoke about sort of you know what what New Year's means. Um, I thought we'd we'd speak a little bit about New Year's resolutions today. Firstly, because I read one good article about them, which I wanted to share with you, and then there was a whole whole list of of other resolutions. Um, I thought we might just go through a few and um, and think about why actually they might be why they might be good and why they might work. Um, and then I'd also be really interested to hear. Um, what uh, what what New Year's resolutions you're you're making? Um, if you want to let me know during the the program, um, then uh, send me an email on uh, director at radiomariaengland.uk. That's director at radiomariaengland.uk. Send me an email and I'll uh, I'll I'll share that with um with 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 everybody else. Um, I can do that anonymously, or um. Or with your name, just let me know if you want it to be anonymous. Um, and then the other thing I'd be uh, really interested to to hear is well, what what resolutions did you make uh, last year, um, and uh, what worked and what didn't work, and why do you think it worked and why do you think it it didn't it didn't work? Um, but let's uh, let's begin with a prayer before we get into that article and those resolutions. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for the the gift of time, um, the gift of time to to grow in love and knowledge of you. Um, we thank you for the ability by your by your grace and with our combined with our effort to be able to change, to be able to grow in love and knowledge of you and our neighbours. And we pray that that our, our direction of travel throughout. The time granted to us might always be towards you and therefore deeper into love and give us the the wisdom to to make good resolutions um the courage to 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 keep them um and the courage to to get back up uh, when we when we when we break them and to never stop pursuing the good and we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, so I want to start by sharing with you a bit of an, an article by Oliver um, Berkman, who uh, has written um, a book which was a, a bestseller uh, this year, which um, was, uh, I can't recall the, the, tit- the title now, it's something like... Uh, 20, 24, no, 4,000 4, weeks, um, and uh, 
it's about the idea that most of us live for 4,000 weeks. Um, so it's called 4,000 weeks time management for mortals. Um, and one of the things that I think the, the book is, is trying to do is that we, we and I, I know I, I struggle with it, like we, we exist in this certain sort of kidology, like we, we both fight time um, and also we sort of kid ourselves that, uh, that, that, are, that are wasting of time um that we can kind of re recover it or that we'll we'll squeeze what needed more time into into less time and and therefore um you know it won't affect us but to, to live in reality is to live with the with the knowledge that that our time is limited and also that i am limited um so he he in his article which is in um either the observer or the or the guardian festival sort of just says about it like the new year's resolutions are a bit of a, a strange thing particularly the the big ambitious change your life completely kind um and uh and also that they never seem to 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 work but he says the really strange thing is that we imagine that they might work so he says consider the situation for one thing you're too busy who isn't so it's not as though making time for several new daily habits is likely to prove straightforward for another thing you're a good person who generally seeks to do their best so the fact that you're not already working out three times a week or meditating daily or doing more to reduce your carbon footprint or organize your personal finances isn't for want of trying he says there are reasons these behaviors haven't proved easier for you and then we kid ourselves into thinking that now, like making the resolution is somehow going to change things. Um, resolving, uh, a lady Jessica Abel says, is just firmly telling yourself next time will be different. It makes you feel like you're making a real change when most likely you're doing little more than wishing harder. And then you hate yourself even more when it all goes wrong, as it rapidly will. And Berkman says that if we just probe a little bit deeper the idea of transforming yourself simply by very firmly deciding to transform yourself begins to look a little stranger still as he says here you are your your familiar old self with all your flaws and hang-ups and you've concluded that it's time for a new you and yet the person overseeing this transformation the person nominating the new habits, buying the self-help books, creating the daily progress charts to stick on the fridge is, of course, the old you, which means that the specific changes you select and the manner in which you pursue them will inevitably bear the hallmarks of their creator. Um, so it's the old you trying to create the, the new you. Um, and in this, obviously, we see a bit of a bit of a problem. Um, that it's hard for something which is worse um, to create something which is better, um, and although sort of Berkman doesn't doesn't see it, um, we can we can begin to 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 see here that the problem that he that he points out um, is uh, is a is a lack of grace. Um, uh, it's the for for when I'm weak, then then I'm then I'm strong. It's that we need Christ to. To live in us it needs to be him in whom we live and move and have our being in order that the the new creation that jesus christ speaks about can come into into being only only the one who is truly good can transform 
that which is which is potentially good into the into the fullness um of all it can be so i think this is this is really interesting the way that that berkman puts it and um, and you know gives us a, a a nice opening into the way that sort of you know uh, the the christian news is good news that fact that he says the the weirdness that it's your familiar old self with all its uh, with all its flaws which you've placed in charge of being responsible for bringing about um a new self um and so he goes to uh on to advise us to to take a an, an easier um approach uh to change sort of focusing on uh, on on smaller things and i think i think there's a lot of wisdom in this even though we actually i think we we need we need grace with the with the smaller with the smaller things but he says if you tend to take a self-punishing approach to eating or to physical exercise you'll probably end up pursuing resolutions that unwittingly reinforce that tendency by vowing to pursue a more intense regime than before when what's called for might be to ease up on the discipline and pay more attention to your intuitive sense of what's right for you on any given day um, and that's a, that's another interesting point in making that you know in new year's resolution generally with not a lot of time spent um con- considering it that we suddenly decide like what should be the 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 shape of our of our life for the for the for the next year um and that actually in order for something to to work a, a little more flexibility is probably going to be um going to be necessary um so he says or if you're a people pleaser you may resolve to get even better this year at staying in touch with friends or phoning your aging parents when all that does is feed your people pleasing so you won't end up changing at all or at least not in the direction you hoped so he says perhaps it's time instead to embrace the spirit of the anti-resolution to decide to ask a little less of yourself in 2024 to choose deliberately tiny changes over more demanding ones, even to nominate things to stop doing entirely once and for all. And this makes me think, um, I don't know if you recall, I uh, gave him one of my uh, word for today reflections. I, I spoke about the fantastic book um, by Carol Hauslander, the, the, Reed, of, the Reed of God, um, this beautiful image of Mary. Um, and what makes possible the you know what mary does is that is that she like like the reed one of the most important things about the reed is the is the space within it um it has a definite shape that shape includes a space for the for the tune to be played for the the air to flow through and in the same way for us to be reeds of god like mary there needs to be space in our lives for for god to sing his song of love um, which is then um, the, the the music is is played through all that we do and the way that we relate to other people. So it's very very likely um, that the most important resolutions that we make this year will include giving up certain things. And that's not so much like you know giving giving up sort of sweets um, or chocolate or whatever, but I, I I mean rather giving up things which currently consume our time, in order that something more fulfilling, something more of God, 
might come into that um, time. And uh, unless you're somebody who just has an awful lot of time on your hands, um, then nothing sort of uh, that takes more time um, that you uh, that you decide to do is likely to happen unless you also um, twin it with something which is going to free up some time. And so Berkman says that the place to begin with is the recognition that tiny habit changes and modest goals are often more transformative than grandiose ones. For a start, it's less intimidating to plan to, say, work on your novel for 10 minutes a day instead of 90. So you're less likely to call the whole thing off. And this is one of the pieces of advice that I, that I give to people who, you know, who don't really have a, have a prayer life. Um, and is praying for, for 10 minutes a day enough? No. In the in the context of all the time that we have to to only give ten minutes of that, um, to only raise our hearts and our minds to God for for ten minutes of that does not seem a sort of an adequate act of recognition of the one who gives us time, the one who gives us um, being. But if you're starting from nothing, and you decide to sort of go, okay, I'm gonna an hour and a half. That's what I, that's what I'm gonna go for. That's it's just not going to happen. Um, and the problem is that uh, you don't do it on the first day and so you start to think, well, I'll do three hours tomorrow to make up and then three hours seems like so utterly um, just impossible um, that, uh, that, that, you don't, that you don't do it um, and you just give up. Or that you, um, you say you do on the first day start and you try and do 90 minutes and you just find it so incredibly boring because you're not used to it that um there's a sort of a, a visceral reaction against uh, against doing it again so start small um choose to choose to start small be humble recognize sort of where i am now um and choose and choose choose something choose something humble and then what, what i say to people is, is like be strict if um if you said that you're going to do 10 minutes do 10 minutes but not actually when please god you've done the 10 minutes and this um it's all going it's all going well and you think actually i'll just carry on and you end up doing an hour on that first day because then what you what you've what you've done to yourself what you start to think is when when it comes to time for your 10 minutes on day 2 um you're actually really thinking well this is this is going to be an hour um, and then psychologically, the idea of it being an hour puts you off. So be be strict in stopping at the at the time um, that you set. And maybe if you find yourself, and it's wonderful, you find yourself wanting to pray more, and say, okay, well, I do another ten minutes later at another at another time um, today. But keep the keep the session that you've pledged to do to the time um, that you've pledged to to do it. Um, and the one other thing that I'm, I'm going to say before we continue with the article, well, actually, we're going to have a little bit of music um, before we continue with the article. But the one other thing is that he um, speaks about, uh, you know, the idea that the old you is going to be able to turn itself into the new you by your by yourself. There's the need for grace. As I said, there's the need for the, the power of Jesus Christ in us. But there's also the need for, for community. Um, and this radio is supposed to be uh, an instrument of, of, of grace, 
um, an instrument of of encounter with the with the word of with the word of God, a place of a place of prayer. Um, but it's also supposed to be sort of community and things that we resolve to to do to do with others and things whereby we're we're strengthened by the the strength of of others um and collectively we're we're, we're stronger than we are apart um that makes the the changes that we that we want to make in life more likely to happen um and that's why it'd be a beautiful thing like i really hope as many of you as possible are going to uh commit to listening to father mike smith's um, Bible in a year, which we're having at at eight fifteen, one thirty, um, in eight fifteen in the morning, one thirty in the afternoon, and then uh two thirty a.m. in the in the very early hours um each day. I hope that you might um actually sort of contact a a friend um and uh, and say let's listen to this together and let's talk about it um afterwards together what we what we learned what was what was new what we what we loved um what we found challenging um because accountability to one another um is a massive massive thing in uh in, in bringing about the changes which lead us closer to christ um let's now listen to a, a little bit of music as i said i would love to hear about um what you're planning on doing this year maybe what you did last year what worked what didn't work do email me on director at radiomariaengland.uk. That's director at radiomariaengland.uk. Let's now listen to uh, Awake My Soul, Awake My Tongue. Israel's king 
Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with the Friar Side, um, and we're having a, a, a New Year's uh, resolution um, special, and we've been thinking in the first um, half of the, the program about why New Year's resolutions um, so often fail, um, especially because uh, they're too ambitious, um, they neglect uh, the need for, for grace and for uh, and for community um as i said i'd love to hear about um any resolutions that you're making um and uh you know ones that you 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 made last year and how you went um with them uh, but let's uh, let's go back to little this article by oliver berkman um which i think is really really good um and he says sort of you know what one of the things like we we go for these big targets because say a 10 minute writing practice or perhaps more likely in, in our cases a, a 10 minute prayer practice is very unimpressive compared with a 90 minute one um but the cult of of so-called stretch goals these are you know like we put a, a big goal that really that really stretches you he says this cult has blinded us to the obvious truth that a 10-minute habit you actually perform is immeasurably more significant than a 90-minute one you dream up, get excited about, and then abandon after a couple of days. And contrary to what he says is the the self-help cliche, the best question to ask when formulating um, such new habits is often not, how would I like my ideal day to look, but rather, what's one daily action? I'm truly confident I'll do, even on my most insane days. And then he adds, and it's not even that dailiness is, is essential here. A rigid plan to do something every single day can easily become the kind of absolutist scheme that derails a habit change early on. Um, and he cites the recommendation of a, of a meditation teacher and podcaster, Dan Harris, that you should aim uh, to meditate not daily, but daily-ish a standard you can easily apply to other activities too. Importantly, dailyish doesn't mean letting yourself off the hook whenever you feel like it. Clearly, if you only go running or prepare healthy meals or practice your Spanish two days a week, you aren't doing it dailyish. But four days a week? Well, in some busy periods, that might count. The point is that you'll know intuitively whether you're keeping up the momentum or not without being so inflexible that your plan collapses the first time your day runs out of control. I would say here that with our prayer, um, we we have to sort of aim for, for something better than, than, than daily-ish. Um, but that might be that we, we at least just have some concrete, very easy and quick prayers to say that we say immediately on, uh, on, on rising, um, and immediately for, before going to bed. We make them realistic, particularly the ones before going to bed, that they're short enough that they will, that they can definitely happen. Um, for example, an hour father, you know, that can definitely happen before you go to bed. Um, an Angelus first thing on waking, that can definitely happen first thing in, in, the, in the morning. The time that that takes is, is, almost, is almost negligible. And yet, actually, that practice daily will, will transform your 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 day. Um, and you know, if you, you struggle to do it by yourself, the great news with this radio is you don't you don't have to. 
um you know tune tune into the into the into the radio um you know put the radio on when you when you wake up in the in in the in the morning um and uh and particularly in the in the earlier hours you know you will be joining into into prayer um and so you know make that make that um you know the the first moment of your of your day that there is some sort of prayer at the beginning of the day and the end of the day and the next time which there can which there can obviously and easily be prayer is every time we eat um we have to get into the into the habit of saying grace um before meals and preferably also like grace after after meals and if you think if if then you're having three three meals a day and you say grace before your meal and a grace after your meal um and you're not doing that already and suddenly you've added six extra times of prayer a day and it's not the fact that they take a long time but it's that at six more occasions in the day you've lifted your heart and mind towards god um and that's really really important and it also starts to just generally transform your 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 disposition and your, and your basic sort of frame of, of 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 living because you're starting to live more consciously in the fact that everything is is gift um and then please god that might start to expand as gk cheston said that he 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 would say grace um not just before meals but that he would say it before his pint of beer um before his before his theater um ticket before so many before so many things um and I love that because you know the the pint of the pint of beer, the the nice glass of wine, the good cup of coffee. That's every much a sort of a gift of God as the as the food on our on our plate is. Um, and then even more so, like perhaps we say grace before before we meet a meet a friend, um, because that's even more of a of of a of a, of a gift. Um, but let's get back to Sir Berkman and his uh, smaller resolutions he says smaller resolutions are really only the first step the next is to resolve to stop doing things entirely and this is the practice that uh, management expert peter drucker referred to as setting posteriorities as in the opposite of priorities since your time is finite and the potential ways to fill it are infinite Setting a priority means deciding to use a portion of it on something. Well, it stands to reason that something else must head to the back burner or be abandoned entirely. That's already the case whether you like it or not. So clarifying your posteriorities just means moving things to the back burner consciously and deliberately. And a good place to start, Drucker would say, was by conducting an inventory of your activities and asking of each one, if I didn't do this already, would I start it now? And if the answer is no, or even if it's just ambiguous, that's an excellent indicator of something that needs to be jettisoned. Um, and this is, is is where I would raise the the, the subject of of scrolling um, on uh, on on social on social media um, for us um so and and there's there's two two things i would say that one of the problems with social media like particularly say with with within instagram um is that there are so many fantastic things on it um there are so many sort of beautiful things on it so much 
nourishing content um like there's a whole load of um of of, of bad stuff but like that's a that's a sort of an, another question the problem is though you know you say you're using it well is that there's too much good stuff and you can scroll for ages and see one good thing after another one nourishing thing after another but collectively all that scrolling doesn't constitute the life well lived um none of those 90 second things actually goes goes deep enough such that the the, the half an hour that was spent scrolling was better than half an hour spent reading an article um or half an hour dare i say it listening to a, a presenter other than me on the on the radio i'm not not gonna not gonna make that claim for myself somebody wants to write and tell me um that i'm better than half an hour on uh, on instagram i'd happily hear it um but i will say that i listen to other people on radio maria who are definitely better than half an hour of scrolling so it's not that the the, the, the any individual thing in the scrolling is bad but it's just collectively it doesn't add up to much um and it doesn't really nourish it doesn't really leave us feeling um satisfied and the other real danger with scrolling is that uh you know the online scroll doesn't have a bottom we never reach the the end of it and if we're constantly getting good things from it um and those good things are, are powerful not just because we recognize them as good but they have a sort of a, a chemical reaction in us a little dopamine hit there's no point at which we think oh you know i've had enough of seeing good things now um so there has to be a very very intentional way about the way that we use things such as instagram or or, or facebook um i've never really used tiktok but from what i i know of it i think that's just a place to avoid entirely um the algorithm there it sounds is is far too sophisticated and uh yeah, I have my theories on what the uh, the makers of TikTok are trying to um, actually do um, with that, and I don't think it's I don't think it's good. I don't think it's benign. Um, so think about what you're going to what you're going to give up. And then the next thing Berkman says is that when thinking about what you're going to give up, just be really clear. You can expect this to feel extremely difficult. He says, we've been conditioned to think of taking action as the bold and ambitious path in life, the one requiring courage and stamina, and to think of refraining from doing things as the path of the slacker. But the truth is that we live in a culture characterized by what social theorist Hartmut Rosa calls dynamic stabilization, in which our world, and especially our economy, has to keep moving faster to survive which translates for individuals into doing more and more. And so taking action often isn't the bold path, but the one of least resistance. It's opposing the pressure to take action that takes guts, as well as a modicum of privilege. Um, here, uh, what he's getting, getting into is a certain idea that, that some people have, and which, and which I, I buy into in the, you know what is needed is a a certain sort of active resistance to the 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 dynamics of of modern culture and the and the modern um economy um i think there's there's something in increasingly about uh about culture and the in the economy which is which is inhumane um 
think things get too big and too impersonal um and uh, and it takes courage to to step away from that when that's where sort of everybody else is and what everybody else um is is doing um let's uh let's listen to a, a little more music now um we're going to listen to a christians awake salute the happy morn by the huddersfield choral society perhaps as we listen to this just we just reflect on a little bit about the the way that the christian life the re- reason to pick two songs with a awake um christmas songs with awake in the in the title is that is that part of our new year resolution needs to be seeing more clearly recognizing the totality of my life recognizing who i am my 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 weaknesses what is realistic and and also recognizing what is truly good um because ultimately the christian life is not first and foremost about willpower um it's about seeing better um and by seeing better we see that which is truly good which is jesus christ um and when we see him as truly good um then because we're made for the for the good it becomes more natural through through his grace through that supernatural grace but also through through that natural response of us to what we were made for to come towards him so this is christians salute, awake salute the happy morning by the huddersfield choral society Hello, you're listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby on the Friar side. We've been discussing New Year's resolutions. Um, I think we might actually carry this on uh, tomorrow. I think there's uh, there's lots more in this article that's worthwhile, and I didn't actually get into many of the little resolutions which I read. 
Um, but somebody has sent in uh, one resolution uh, which they uh, committed to doing and which I'm delighted to say that they kept. It's our, our very own Anna who writes, I committed to doing at least 10 minutes of Lexio Divina every day last year. I fluctuated in keeping it, but now it's still part of my daily routine. I think my very first resolution that stuck all year. So that's fabulous to hear, Anna. Um, and, that, and that relates to what sort of Berkman w- was saying when he was quoting the, the guy who said, sort of day, daily-ish, um, that fluctuated in keeping it, um, but it's become part of the, the, the daily routine. Might be like the person who, well, you can say like it's become a part of your daily routine even though you've not done it every single day in the sense that, that you, miss, you miss it if it's not happened. You, you, you notice like, oh, that didn't, that didn't happen um to today um and uh you resolve like oh well i'm definitely this is definitely going to happen uh tomorrow um so yeah we'll get back to this uh berkman article which i think is excellent and really helpful um tomorrow um very shortly we will be going to the mass at uh walsingham um and once more just to wish you a very uh merry christmas and a happy new year and uh, the prayers from all of us and the team here for your New Year's resolutions.